Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello, and welcome again to Daily Daf Differently. Jeremy Kalmanovsky with you, studying Tractate Sachim, page Yud Zion. We continue our discussion of that special topic, which I know everyone is thinking about, whether or not liquids are susceptible to ritual impurity. That's Talmud for you. It's a collection of material between 1,500 and 2,000 years old. Some of it, uh, some of it is meaningful right at the surface. Some of it you have to dig down to find the meaning. And frankly, some of it is pretty difficult for a modern person to find meaningful. But you have to keep slogging away. And today we have a passage that we have to slog through a little bit. Um, again, we are discussing that topic, which was very, very fascinating to Jews in the Second Temple period. We mentioned yesterday that a, the possibly the earliest figure in the whole Talmud, named real figure quoted in the Talmud, uh, Yossi ben Yoezer Ish Tzereda, presumably a, an ancient Pharisee who lived hundreds of years before uh, our rabbis. He's quoted on his position on the matter. And we're going to continue discussing that view. And in the course of the, today, the page, uh, Rav Papa, who lives in Babylonia, probably in the year uh, 300 or so, uh, offers the view that uh, that, that figure, Yossi ben Yoezer of Sereda, who lived maybe 500 years before him, 400 years before him, uh, his view was Hilchata. Hilchata. That word just means the law. But it actually has a technical meaning in uh, rabbinic literature. Hilchata, it, it just means the law, but it refers to, maybe its fuller name is Halachala Moshe Misinai, a law taught to Moses at Sinai. Now, you may ask yourself, uh, well, wait, aren't they, aren't they all in the Talmud's mind? Aren't they all laws taught to Moses at Sinai? Didn't he, aren't all the things supposed to be tied ultimately to Revelation? Well, actually, we're going to see today that, that that's an interesting question. So Rav Papa proposes that the rule about the uh, insusceptibility in, in Yossi ben Yuez's view, that the non-susceptibility of liquids to ritual impurity is passed down from Moses. Its place in the argument on the page is maybe not so significant for us, but uh, just to, to keep it somewhat full full view of it, Rabbi Papa proposes that, and the Talmud uh, says, well, if that's true, then Rabbi Elazar, who had adduced that view, has made a bad argument, because it, it doesn't really enable one to uh, to extrapolate out from these particular, the laws of the, the laws of the liquids of the slaughterhouse to, to other liquids, which is what he apparently tries to do. The Talmud doesn't answer that problem, really, although later on, uh, in Jewish tradition, both Rabbeinu Hananel on, on our page, who lived in 10th century Tunisia, and Maimonides say, well, that's, that's the rule, that's what it is. It's, it's a halakha, uh, le Moshe Misinai. It's, it's a traditional law. So what, what is this traditional law? Aren't, aren't all the laws supposed to be passed down from Moses at Sinai? That's certainly a claim of rabbinic Judaism. But in fact, halakha le Moshe Misinai is a technical term. It's not just a, 
array, array our laws are ancient and holy. Uh, it means that traditional law, which is uh, universally accepted, but which cannot be derived in exegesis from the Torah itself. That is to say, it's not written, it's not even hinted, there is no way that you can read the Torah and learn it, and yet it is true. And yet it is true and widely accepted. Maimonides, in several places in his writings, uh, in, a, in one neat, neat type formulation in his introduction to his commentary on the Mishnah, says you have basically five different categories of laws. You have those laws which are universally accepted and which can be read out of the Torah, and those are the laws we call the Torah laws. Then you have those laws which are universally accepted but cannot be derived just by reading the Torah or even hinted at just by reading the Torah, and we call those Halakha Moshe Sinai or Hilkata. The terms are not identical exactly, but they're used more or less interchangeably. Um, then you have the laws that the rabbis derive from the Torah, which are not universally accepted, and they disagree about them. That would obviously be a very large percentage of the rabbis' views. Uh, they disagree not only in the derivations, but uh, in the practical import. So if the rabbis disagree over the derivations, but they agree about the behavior, that is from Moses. It's mosaic, it's clear, it's universally accepted. Uh, if they dis disagree on the actual behavior, that's a rabbinic law. And then there are two other classes of rabbinic laws, classes four and five, which are those uh, fences that the rabbis build around the Torah. And then uh, the fifth category is uh, takanot, uh, new legislation that they make to make the world better as time goes on, history changes, and, and they have to adapt. I would say that's a widely held view. And the interesting part, I, I just repeat, is that the, the Rambam thinks that Halachamos, the Moshe Misinai, by virtue of its mosaic origin, cannot produce any machloket, it cannot produce any disagreement. It must be universally accepted. Now, modern scholars treat the phrase Halachal Moshe Misinai as it is used in, uh, in the Talmud, not super often, but certainly, you know, a few dozen times. Um, they treat it as meaning something a little bit different. Uh, they, they note, beginning with a very interesting figure in the Haskalah, that is to say the early, early modern period in Galicia, who lived in the late uh, 18th and early 19th century, named Rav Nachman Krachmal. Uh, Krachmal was a fascinating figure who was a, was a philosopher and tried to import uh, some knowledge of Hegel and the changing times of history into Jewish consciousness. And so he looked at this phrase, Halachala Moshe Misina, and he, he saw that they, they weren't clearly all uh, uh, ancient, ancient laws. In fact, many of the laws seem to have a polemical character. They seem to, uh, for example, a huge percentage of the, of the Halachala Moshe Misina, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe a third of all of the examples concerned tefillin. Makes one think that people were not uh, necessarily doing tefillin the right way, and this, those who espoused this position, the sages who said, Halach Moshe Misinai, said, oh, this is just the way you have to do it. This is, this is the way we've received it. Anyway, Rav uh, Nachman Krachmal said that Halach Moshe Misinai, what it actually means is laws very ancient in practice uh, long enough as if they were halacha le Moshe Misinai. 
And by the way, I think, that first of all, subsequent scholars tend to take a similar view. Modern scholars tend to, to look at Halakhala Moshe Misinai as having a quasi-polemical view to talk about how old and authoritative a given law or practice would be. But by the way, very interesting is that some medieval scholars, in fact, said the same thing, and and that's because there is an interesting Mishnah in uh, in Tractate Yadayim, which states that uh, that there's a practice of tithing in the lands of Ammon and Moab, outside the land of Israel, in the seventh year, uh, and the Mishnah describes it as Halachala Moshe Misinai, except it can't quite be that way because the very practice of tithing outside the land of Israel is maximum a rabbinic enactment. So here you have a law that it says first it says that the rabbis indicated the very law, and then the the uh, the figure uh, in the Mishnah who claims it, Rabbi Rabbi uh, Eliezer, I think, calls it halacha Moshe Misinai. Well, that that's incoherent. It can't be. And so the medieval commentators, Rabbi Shimshon of Shans. And uh, and Rabbi Ovadia Bartanura and the Rosh all say, well, well, it doesn't exactly mean literally halachal Moshe Misinai. It means as if. And Rosh Nachman Krachmal says, well, that's true about most of these things. That they are that they are an as if category. Uh, thank you for learning with this uh, with this with me today, and look forward to learning some more Torah. Bye bye. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.